Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is the KSL Movie Show. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Starring Steve Sales and Doug Wright. They're infested with parasites. It's a terrible business. I wouldn't risk it. I really wouldn't. We are a parasite. The Movie Show. Updates and reviews about movies and family entertainment. Now, Doug Wright on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So good to have you along on the movie show matinee here at KSL News Radio. And we've got a lot to talk about. Steve Sales, of course, here with me and Captain America. Yeah. Uh, Civil War, that's what everybody's talking about right now. But believe it or not, there are some other films that are opening. Yes, uh, we have a movie called Sing Street, a movie that played at Sundance and just lit up the crowds. It's finally out, and uh, it's a marvelous movie. Uh, we have Louder Than Bombs, a very well-done, uh, character-driven uh, movie with uh, Gabriel Byrne and Jesse Eisenberg. And then we have a uh, French animated film uh, from the guys that did Persepolis, the Academy Award-winning film, uh, called April and the Extraordinary World. Okay, all of that is coming up on the uh, matinee today. And we'll also be taking a look at what's new out on DVD, a yep. couple of new films out, and plus we'll be looking back over our shoulder and talking about how things have fared up on the big screen over the last several weeks. And there's still some big movies out there. And uh, even with Captain America, there are some alternative choices this weekend. You know, isn't it funny how we have such a big movie like The Jungle Book, and I've already forgotten about it. I mean, mainly because I know. we have so many other things to... Every week there's new movies, and everything just keeps coming at you. Yeah, you just no, we don't on. have that era where, you know, you're going to see Sound of Music on a big screen for a year. I know. I know. You know, in some ways, I... I remember those days very, very fondly, but I wonder if all of a sudden we were back there, if it would kind of drive us nuts. Oh, we'd hate it. Oh, and remember, too, if you had a favorite movie, I mean, you had to wait until it came to the Ward movie, or, you know, you could watch it on, you know, the ABC Sunday movie of the week, or Kennecott Neighborhood Theater or something. I mean, now you go, oh, remember that great, let's watch it tonight, and you got it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, but, you know, you're right. I've told this story before, but I remember as a little kid driving by the Villa Theater, and, you know, in kid years, I mean, one year when you're, like, six years old is, is you know, I mean, it's, it's an a eternity. Good, yeah. It's a good percentage of your lifetime. I actually had convinced myself when I was a kid that the sound, not the sound of music, but South Pacific, that the... The Villa Theater was built to show <laughs> South Pacific because it never changed. Remember the old downtown, uh, the Utah Theater? Yeah. Had the sound oh. of music forever. A gorgeous theater. Yeah, absolutely. So you got it. All right, so which movie should we start with? Um, well, I, 
you want to start with the captain? Oh, let's make a folks wait here. Oh, for a let's I do an artsy geez. film here. Well, then Sing Street. Okay, Sing Street. Let's go. I'm a model. Cool. Do you want to be in a video for my band? See, if you're in a band, sing me a song. Take on me. Okay, you got to explain this. Boy, this kid is in it to win it. It's an Irish kid who uh, his family has gathered everybody together and said, all right, we can no longer afford to send you to, to a private school. You're going to the Christian Brothers School, Sing Street, which is actually a really a real school. And uh, the, the guy that wrote and directed this, his brothers went there. And it's funny, at the end of the movie it says, because there's a really mean head priest guy who's you know washing makeup off their faces and putting black shoes on and a yeah. really tough guy. At, at the end it says, uh, Sing Street uh, Christian Brothers School is a wonderful school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So <laughs> ignore this, this guy. Yeah, please don't uh, think that this is bad because of this movie. But uh, Sing Street is the name. Well, he meets this girl and he offers her to be in a music video. He says, because I'm in a band, and then he has to go create so the band. he's putting the moves on her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, he's just over there trying to impress her, and he doesn't even have a band. He doesn't have a band. So he goes back to his, <laughs> his buddies, and he said, we've got to start a band. And it turns out he finds this kid who actually is a, a great musician. Uh, he can play anything. And then he gets some other guys that, you know, a little bass player, just, all these just off-the-wall characters. And they, act, they start playing. I'm like, wait. These guys are pretty good. They're pretty good. And the songs are all original. That's the beauty of it. John Carney, uh, he wrote all the music for once. A, a beautiful film. I love that movie. Oh, me too. And now he's written all these original. They're all 80s songs. This is set in, in mid-80s. So you've got a Duran Duran sort of derivative sound. and uh, But he goes through the whole... Every time he comes to school, he's in a different outfit. His hair is either up or he's got a Boy George hat on. And they're all... In, you know, he's just this really cool kid. But he's got this brother who almost steals the movie, who's kind of rough. He sits at home and he smokes weed all day. So, you know, he doesn't, he's kind of lost his ambition. But he loves music. All this vinyl, he says, all right, kid, your education starts tonight. And he starts whipping out all these albums. He says, you listen to this. You listen to this all night long until you, it's ingrained in your brain because rock and roll is risk-taking. Yeah. This crap you guys are doing. This sounds like the school of rock. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got it's got that. It's got. Uh, I I was trying to figure out. It kind of reminded me of the commitments a little bit yeah. from years and years yeah. ago. Um, but it's such a charmer. It almost wraps it up a little too sweetly at the end, which didn't bug me. But I thought, oh man, you had me at a, a little more a different level. Yeah, and uh, but this thing is just well written, musical. Just it's a toe tapping movie. You're going to be going, hmm. Oh, okay. And then you realize that your foot is just going, you're in the, <laughs> yeah. in the music, in the movie. So Sing Street, one of my favorite films of the year so far. I mean, wow. really, it's that good. And you gave it which grade? I gave it an A-. minus. A-. minus. And it is at this, this week, it's at the Broadway. This is a PG-13 movie. Uh, at the Broadway this week, next week, Cal is bringing it to the Jordan Commons and to the district. Oh, that's great. That's how good this is. Okay, and it's titled again, Sing Street. Sing Street. How about if we take a look at what's new out on uh, DVD this week before you we need to take Do you want short the all new or just uh, uh, Let's yeah, go with the new and then let's talk well, about Well, there's a the... movie at 19 called Backtrack. I had to look it up because it's sort of a psychological thriller uh, with Adrian Brody and yeah. Sam Neill. Wow, well. Biggies. Uh, but apparently the script is a little thin. Yeah. Uh, at number 17, this is also new, The Choice, uh, another Nick Sparks movie. <laughs> yeah. um, he's, are these getting better or am I just giving up? No. Uh, remember the, uh, the, the, the one... The uh, longest the, ride. The longest ride. That kind of renewed my faith a little bit. And that, I, I, I don't know. Just because still, you know, when, 
when you hear thunder, that's the cue that somebody's going to die. Yeah, you got to die. Somebody's got to die. Or they're going to be in a horrific car accident and yeah. be in a coma. For and somebody you really care about, too. Yeah. Usually. And I think, really, it's just spinning the wheel and just flinging a dart. Yeah, and he goes, oh, okay, that's So gonna that's die. who's going to die in this movie. I think he writes the story about halfway through, and then he throws the dart and goes, oh, okay. Now I'll craft it so that person bites it. Yeah, so... I mean, we have issues with Nicholas Sparks, <laughs> yeah. but apparently womanhood does not, and so it'll be a pretty big hit. And he's laughing at us all the way to the bank. Uh, he probably owns the bank. He probably does. He doesn't have to go to the bank anymore. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so let's start at the top ten. Uh, in the Heart of the Sea, this is the uh, story of the Essex, the, the boat that was attacked by a, a giant fish, and... Uh, like, wait a minute, this sounds like Moby Dick. Well, that's this is the inspiration, for, is that, the inspiration for that right. book. Based on a story by... Yeah. yeah. And then Jane's got a gun. Or Jane got a gun. Jane's got a gun? That's weird. This is Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman uh, with, um, oh, with a guy from Australia. Uh, shoot. <laughs> oh, I'll think of it in a minute. Um, Joel Edgerton okay. is in this. So it's kind of a gritty Western where she's kind of on her own and having to defend yeah. herself against the bad guys. So that's kind of cool. Uh, number eight, Norma the North. It's starting. It was higher. It's starting to come down, and I hope it goes away soon. And you hate this movie because it's just awful. I mean, terrible. this is just a terrible, nonsensical animated movie. Your kids are gonna love you. <laughs> number seven, uh, Creed. Um, boy, I just I was so charmed sweet by this movie. movie. Really sweet movie. Uh, I thought they all did a great job here. And number six, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. Stop! I put your feet to the fire yesterday and said, "Okay, if you had to watch one yeah, of that these, was that was mean by the Norm way. of the North or the Road Chips, what would it be?" And you said, "Just because of the length of the movie, the pain would be more endurable with the Chipmunks." Yeah, I'm not even sure that that's accurate as far as the length, but I, you had me, and I, I think I'm going to go with the blindness now. Is, is just my third just option? Absolutely, just give up. Yeah, okay. uh, number five, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Okay, is making zillions of dollars still at the. At number four, The Fifth Wave. Um, you know, boy, I really wanted to like this movie, and then it, it didn't allow me to towards the end. Yeah, okay. At number three, Daddy's Home, uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg, two different kind of fathers, and uh, boy, they've got a formula there that's working. And number two, Point Break. You know, you're thinking that maybe Johnny Utah, they could do something with this, and they can with the extreme sports yeah. and the visual effects and stuff they can do now. Uh, that stuff's off the chart. The, the, believe it or not, I'm going to say this, I miss Keanu Reeves and, of course, Patrick Swayze, but sure, Keanu sure. Reeves actually was pretty good in that movie. And the, the kid in this is not. So there you have it. Uh, and then at number one, uh, Sisters is back yeah. for at least three or four weeks now. And Tina Fey and Amy Poehler in kind of a sassy... Yeah. We've, we've both whined about this movie because we love them both and admire their talent. But I don't know. I just hate to see them this go far, this far off the edge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you have it. The movie show. And then uh, in two weeks you're going to have The Revenant. We'll be out on the f- a yeah. week from this Tuesday. That's what's new at The Red Box. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. Which movie next? Uh, let's do Louder Than Bombs. Louder Than Bombs. That's yeah. next. The Movie Show. Where are you now? I'm sitting in my office. I doubt that. Why would you doubt that? If you were in your office right now, we'd be having this conversation face to face. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Movie show matinee still to come. We're going to be reviewing uh, Civil War, Captain America: Civil War, 
And well, I'm hearing good vibes on this, and I think the only thing that people are debating at this point is just how much cash this thing is going to make. Yeah, no question. Uh, it, it is going to be a huge film, mainly because I don't know anybody that really dislikes this movie. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anybody dislike it yet. And all of us now, you know, and you and I will tug at a few little loose threads, but there, there's really nothing seriously wrong with this movie at all, and it's going to be huge. And the only question I think that uh, is out there is, will it hit what the first Avengers movie did? And if so, how much will it go above it? What is it, like 200 and something, 210-ish? Oh, you mean one? for opening weekend? For opening weekend. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's so, it, it's that, right in that ballpark. Yeah, I haven't checked for a while, but uh, I think it's got a shot at it. Um, yeah, I do too. Because it's on every screen ma- imaginable. Yeah, and it's a big weekend. I, I know Mother's Day weekend is a, a little unique. Uh, maybe not the traditional movie-going weekend, but everybody loves this. So you know, Well, especially if the weather's bad. I think people are going to yeah, go inside. That's so right. We'll see. And, you know, you, you made an important point. When movies go over two hours, it limits the number of shows that some of the theaters can have, you know, just screen time. Yeah. And so that that should be interesting, but too. But, you know, now that we've gone into the digital age, you know, where they used to have to loop, a, oh, yeah. go down a corridor with the, with the film, now they just push a button and it goes to the next, they That's can put right. it in the, So I think you're going to find that every 15 minutes or so, a new Captain America is starting somewhere. Yeah. And so it's a lot easier to catch on the opening weekend. Getting a little nostalgic today, but remember that? When Larry Miller and everybody originally at the Megaplex Theaters would show us how those little, you know, guides would, yeah. would go out into the hall, the film would literally go down the hall, yeah. and then go through a little opening above the door, and then go into the next 35-millimeter projector. Right, on a big platter or whatever. And then it would run through that, and then it would go back up on the little rollers and go down down the screen, you know, down this, the thing again, and into another thing. You know that had to take some skill. Oh, can you imagine? And, and one one mess up, and three theaters go down, yeah, or, exactly. or more. Yeah. yeah, okay. Now, which movie should we look at next, did you say? Louder Than Bombs. Louder Than Bombs. Here we go. He's not doing that well. I don't, I don't think you should tell him. Do you think he deserves to know the truth? The truth? What is the truth? Okay. Did you like this movie? I did. Uh, father and son, in this case, it's Jesse Eisenberg and uh, uh, Gabriel Byrne, are discussing about whether or not to tell the younger brother, who was quite young at the time when the mother of the family passed away. Uh, now it's a few years later, and, uh, you know, do we tell him the truth? Well, what is the truth? So they do know the truth then? The, yes. Okay. They do know the truth. Um, but we keep seeing, this is really interestingly because some of the visuals that you see are, and they, they're not, you know, like shaded so that you think they're a dream sequence. Suddenly you're seeing it like three or four different versions of a car accident. Wow. And you're like, well, wait a minute, which one is real? Well, that's, a, that's the interesting question here. So you're still, in, you're in the dark along with the kid. Uh, they know the truth and they're not telling him and they're not quite telling us yet. Um, and she was a photojournalist? Yeah, she was a, uh, they call them conflict journalists, where they go and they, uh, into war scenes and, and take extraordinary pictures. And somebody's doing, a friend of hers is doing a big piece on her in the New York Times, and he says, I want to mention what really happened to her. And wow. Gabriel Byrne says, well, I'm not sure I want my youngest son to know that. So there's a lot of things going on here. And then, it, oh my gosh, there's a chilling scene where he realizes that the guy's writing an article when they used to go do war correspondence together, they kind of had a little thing going on. 
And wow. he, and he it, it's Gabriel Byrne and David Strathairn. Oh, yeah. I, and they're sitting at a table, and he says, so did you sleep with my wife? Oh, gee. And they just have this amazing conversation about this. And, I mean, detailed and not like, you know, I'm going to punch you in the face, but just serene and almost, not matter of fact, but just brutally honest with each other. It was staggering. Uh, The more I think about this movie, the more I like it. And uh, You've got me intrigued. Oh, and where this goes with the kid, and you know, what's he doing? Why is he so disturbed? He likes this girl, but he's kept this diary, and his brother says, "Oh my gosh, do not show her this diary," and then he does anyway. I mean, it's just there's things that are happening left and right that you don't expect to happen, and you keep getting kind of tugged. I call it perception is not reality, and this movie proves it on several different levels because what you think is happening is not what is actually happening. Okay, so where is this showing? uh, This is playing over at the Broadway. Only at the Broadway? Only at the Broadway. It is rated R for some language and some some, uh, brief sexual content. Okay. uh, So what's the grade? uh, It's a B. It's a B? Okay. A solid B. A solid that's that's three stars in your in your world in my lexicon yes okay so let's take a brief break and when we come back we'll run through the movie show top 10 maybe we can even look a little uh, ahead oh what sure we'll be opening over the next oh summer started folks. Several this weeks. is it yeah this is it and captain america civil war certainly proves that that and more it's coming your way here on the movie show matinee the movie show i'm sorry what I call you City Sniper. That was pretty close. That's, that's a lame nickname. That was good. Better than Jobin. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It is the Movie Show Matinee here at KSL. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll give you the official Movie Show review of uh, Captain America Civil War. But first, how about if we uh, look a little ahead? I'm curious what we still have to look forward to. What's coming up, Steve? Well, summer has officially started with uh, Captain America this weekend. Uh, Next week, the big movie is Money Monster. Yeah. Uh, with George Clooney and uh, Julia Roberts. I'm beginning to see the advertisements for that and the trailers for that now. And that looks pretty intense. Yeah. And there will be a, will be a sleeper movie that week. Uh, I don't know if you... Have you heard of The Man Who Knew Infinity? No. It's kind of like uh, Imitation Game meets uh, Beautiful Mind. Really? And it stars Dev Patel as a real-life... Uh, this brilliant kid from the streets of India uh, being recognized and taken to... Uh, at Trinity College in Cambridge, working with Jeremy Irons. So you have Dev Patel as this real-life absolute genius in math, working with uh, 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 Jeremy Irons, who was a. So it's all. This is all based on a true story. Where is it set? What what time period? Uh, the, the years were in the twenties, I think. Oh wow! So yeah. this is kind of back, you know, oh. even pre Alan Turing. Yeah, and, and it's just a really a neat little movie, and that's going to be next week. Okay. So that's the sleeper if you if you can't get in to see some of the others. Uh, on the twentieth, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of excited to see the Angry Birds movie. Yeah, I have to. I have to admit the script looks interesting, and the, and the and the animation it looks fun. So. And that's the same weekend as Nice Guys, a kind of a retro buddy cop 
story with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe looks hilarious, uh, but set in the... 70s or 80s. So. Whenever I see Russell Crowe in something that is a lighter role, yeah, I'm, I'm always intrigued. Yeah, so, uh, he know, can pull that off. Yeah, he can and has. And then on the 27th, uh, two big movies: uh, Alice in the Looking Glass, uh, kind of the continuation of yeah, the yeah. of that story, and then X Men Apocalypse. Uh, but there's also a couple other movies I haven't seen it yet. But The Meddler with uh, Susan Sarandon playing this mom that just won't get out of her daughter's life it looks hilarious. And I have seen Love and Friendship, which is based on a, a, a Jane Austen novella called uh, uh, something uh, Lady Susan. Yeah. And it's just wickedly funny. Oh, great. With Kate Beckinsale playing uh, Lady Susan, and she is just a hoot. I'm looking forward to that. That is a very fun now, movie. Is there any truth to the rumor that they are screening the X-Men movie at 11 o'clock on Monday morning? Uh, that is a true truism. Uh, I, I hate that. I apologize. I heard rumblings about that. Don't they know who we are? Well, they, <laughs> okay, they definitely they know, know who, who you are. are. No, they, they know don't who care you about are. me. Yeah. No, I'm sorry about that. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. Should we run through the movie show top ten? Yes. Okay, here we go. Criminal is number ten. This is the Kevin Costner movie. And you've called it a, what, Frank and Kevin? Frank and Kevin, a uh, guy with no frontal lobe information. So they fill it with the memory of another guy, and it changes him from a sociopath to a sort of a nice monster. Sort of a nice predator or what? Yeah, he's just like, okay. <laughs> And he kind of grunts a lot. He grunts. Okay. Which is, makes it hilarious. Terrible, terrible numbers on this movie. Uh, it'll, it won't even be in the top ten next week. And it's made $13.5 million in three weeks. Oof. That's terrible. That's like For $4 million Kevin a Costner week. Movie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. It's made $326 million, roughly. Uh, you know... This is a movie that the only reason I would go to see it again is for just clarification, yeah. not for entertainment. Right. I, I'd, I'd like to know more about what, what they were thinking here and maybe see it. We saw it pretty close up on a big screen. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to, hard to watch. But, uh, yeah, it, this will not go over a billion dollars. It's hovering right at about 850 worldwide, yep. and it probably won't see much more than that. Then we have Melissa McCarthy's movie, The Boss, directed by her husband and uh, those movies have tended not to be her better efforts. Right. When she's with Paul Feig, she does better. This one is a little bit better because it has uh, Kristen Bell in it as kind of a sidekick. Yeah. And I thought the story idea of them selling, you know, Girl Scout cookies or whatever was pretty funny. Yeah. But, it, uh, but again, what happens is she just goes not close to the edge and leans over the edge. She goes off the edge. She just drives. It's like Thelma and Louise. She's right. just driving off <laughs> the cliff. She just drives right off. And as we've mentioned before... You know, there's something about real vulgarity and really terrible language and lewdness and sexuality around kids. Yeah, that's it, that's that's difficult. It, it it just bugs me. Anyway, the boss, uh, Ratchet and Clark, uh, Clank, Clank. I'm sorry, or Clark. Yeah, I didn't know the names either when I <laughs> yeah. first saw it. But it's just a, a, based on a PlayStation uh, video game. Uh, this is an origin movie to, to explain how these two characters got together. It kind of plays like a animated. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, at least for the first half, and then the second half is more shoot 'em up. Um, and when you have all these weird characters, it's kind of hard to tell who's what and, yeah. and why. But yeah, so here's a little movie that caught both of us off guard. Went into this, you know, it's kind of one of those Saturday morning movies. You go, yeah, okay, you know, maybe I'll enjoy this. Zootopia. I not only enjoyed it, I love this movie. 
I was surprised as well. I, I thought, oh, no, a bunny rabbit is a cop. Please yeah, tell right. me you're kidding. Haven't we seen this before? The lion actually looked like, you know, something out of Madagascar. Yeah. But it's not. No. There's depth to this. The animation is cool. I, I Remember the rain coming down on that oh, trolley or beautiful. that tram as it yep. goes through the beautiful. Zootopia? I thought, wow, this is really nice animation. Yeah. Artistically, it's beautiful. The characters are compelling. The story is wonderful. I think the Disney animation people have found their stride again. Man, no kidding. They, they're back on target Zootopia. If yeah. you haven't seen this, trust us on this one. It's made about a third of a billion dollars. So apparently you have seen it. Oh, no, yeah. they have. The, oh, the the world. Most people have seen it. Yes, yeah. exactly. I was going, yeah, I actually saw it. No, up no, I wasn't talking about you. Sun Valley. I saw this at, in Ketchum, Idaho. Wow, you were on vacation and you went. Yeah, I go, you know, I enjoy movies on vacation. You well, know? you know, sometimes when the pressure's off yeah. and you just go, hey, and, you know what you I go, like to do? I like to watch a movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we have Barbershop, the next cut. This has made $44 million. Yeah, and Ice Cube and his gang have done a nice job of turning this from just a silly comedy to a, a movie that's like, hey, we're worried about our children for the future. I'm like... Wow. Are you telling me that Ice Cube is growing up? That yeah, is kind of come out cool. of Compton, and he's doing a movie like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mother's Day is also out there, and you know, in this genre, this was one of the better ones. I mean, one of those where they get every star known to mankind, and they stuff them all in a rather convoluted but hopefully interesting plot. We find out that there's a little connection uh, with them all, and theoretically, it all kinds to, comes together for better or for ill. And they attempted this with the Christmas movie with the Coopers. Uh, oh, movie. love the Coopers. Oh, love the Coopers. I did not love that movie Loads because you didn't like any of these they people. They were nice people. We liked all of the people in this movie. Well, they we're just all from some what? of them. There was one person you didn't like? Well, who I, didn't you like? I mean, nobody's despicable. No, 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 yeah. no, they're not. But it, it, my problem was with Surface. Yeah, yeah. Most of these characters were handled just like we were yeah. going into that story, and oh, we're out. And then it's also happy at the end. You know, yeah, nice, that big bow at the end kind nice of bugs big me. pink Mother's Day bow on it. But still, for this genre, I really quite like this movie, I have to admit. I was entertained. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's not what I heard a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> what would, I thought you liked it a little more than that. Well, I okay. had some thoughts about going it. going south on this one? Yeah, Okay. Maybe. All right. Trust me, not Steve. Okay, Keanu. <laughs> Well, Keanu was a Key and Peele in their first uh, big screen movie together. Uh, these guys are great sketch comedy a- actors. It's just seeing them in a full-length movie where they get to play uh, these same people for 90 minutes worked. I was worried about it. Didn't think they could pull it off. You know how SNL has that issue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, these, these guys do, did pull it off. Not completely. It's still, but it's still a B movie. And, I, I, of course, I'm a fan. So. Yeah. Some of those SNL plots, you know, that were just a great little seven-minute bit on right. Saturday Night Live, would translate into a movie, and others, you just went, really, the Coneheads? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then the worst is probably It's Pat. Oh. <laughs> that was the biggest crash and burn. That for was terrible. Okay. Uh, the Huntsman, Winter's War. Yeah, uh, well, the two queens, uh, you know, you've got great actresses, uh, Emily Blunt and uh, Charlize Theron, but they're just... I just thought they were just scenery chewers, and uh, the real story was that had the heart for me was Chris Hemsworth as the Huntsman, with Jessica Chastain, who is equal in every way, physically talented, and, and you know uh, she could fight just right alongside of him. I thought that was the cool part of the movie. Did you see the political cartoon where it has Hillary all dressed up like the Wicked Witch? Oh dear! And she's going up to the magic mirror, and she goes, "Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all?" And there's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> 
pretty funny. That is funny. Okay, then The Jungle Book is the number one movie again this week. And rightly so. This is a wonderful film. Man, it has the animation in this is is so real that I'm, I'm beginning to question whether or not I can tell what's what's real and what's fake. You know, remember a couple of years ago there was that uh, I, what what was the movie title? Virtual reality something. I can't. But you really went wow. They're getting close. We've talked about this with Polar Express, but still just a little stiff, still a little deadness in the eyes, and you know sometimes there'd be something in the. In, but now, I honestly am having a hard time telling reality from just. Whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, they took photographs of some of these places and then recreate them yeah. in animation, and you're looking at it, you think it looks like live action. Yeah. And even some of the humans now, you go, is that real? You look at what they could do to make somebody younger. Well, and yes. We see that with Tony Stark. Yeah, and Robert Downey Jr. Like, and I'm just going, heck? how did they do that? Well, the same thing they did with Michael, Pym. Doug- Michael Douglas. Yeah, the Pym character yeah, in, in, in Ant-Man. the Ant-Man. Yeah, so, all right, that's the number one movie in America. In America. And when we come back, little Captain America? Oh, yeah. All right, and I think we have one more art film. Uh, we? we do April in the Extraordinary uh, World. Coming up next on the Movie Show Matinee. The Movie Show. Is it better to be feared or respected? And I say, is it too much to ask for both? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Captain America is coming up, but there's one other film we ought to mention. Yeah, it's called April in the Extraordinary World. This is a French animated film that you can either see with the original French uh, actors and subtitles, or they have a whole cast of English, well, American actors, animated Paul Giamatti, yeah. uh, in doing the voices. And that's if you go to the early screenings. Uh, those will be in English. The later screenings will be in French. This is a story about a young girl whose parents are kidnapped. Uh, all scientists, they're scientists, and they're taken to a place, and they're supposed to do something, but, you know, she doesn't know what's happened to them. She becomes kind of like a Hugo character, okay. living in a clock tower kind of thing, has a cat that talks, and he's dying. Uh, but they're, they're working on a serum that will kind of change the world uh, if only, you know, she can get back with their family. So it's kind of cute. But when the lizard warriors show up, I, I, I suddenly like, I, where's what? it showing? It's playing, dang it, it's playing over at, I want to say the tower. Yeah. Okay. But I could be wrong. <laughs> and, and It's either the wrong, Broadway or the yeah, tower. I was going to say, if he is wrong, he's not far wrong. It'll be over the Broadway. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's Captain America. If we sign this, we surrender our right to choose. What if this panel sends us somewhere we don't think we should go? What if there's somewhere we need to go and they don't let us? We may not be perfect. The safest hands are still our own. If we don't do this now, it's going to be done to us later. Okay, now here's the deal. There's some real heartburn going on around the world uh, because of some of the collateral damage. And that some... you've seen in the previous right, movies. we've seen I mean, them. New I mean, York. Yeah, I mean, where all of a sudden you're going, okay, boy, they killed that monster, but holy smoke, what about this? Were yeah. they... Did we forget the part where they saved the world? Yeah, they saved the world is the bottom line. But they made a mess whatever. doing it. So... The question is, are they going to basically submit to those who would like to basically call the shots for our superheroes, the Avengers? And there is a big debate going on in society in general. The Secretary of State, played by William, uh, William Hurt. Hurt yeah. yeah, William Hurt. And he's making the presentation. But then again, yeah, I mean, what's the ultimatum? I mean, how are they ever going to enforce this with all of the talents and skills and well, that's why Steve Rogers says, if I sign this, then I have to do this. Right. And, you know, you kind of wonder, you know, I mean, he's the 
most ethical of all of them. But probably. you'd think that they would have been the other way around until somebody told me that remember Steve Rogers grew up during the Nazi era. That's right. And so he's scared of government yeah, over you, oversight. You, yeah, you do not submit to government control because he watched how that went awry in the totalitarian states. Right. So there is a division within the Avengers on whether they basically do you sign the papers or do you not, and it uh, it gets a little exciting. Let's put it that way. Without delving more into the details of the story, you'll sort that out in the two hours and 26 minutes that will be available for you to do that. But I have to tell you, this is off the charts. It really is fun. It's great. All of our superheroes and more are there, including now Peter Parker, and uh, you put it beautifully, age appropriately, yes. so, and so... He is a teenager, thank yeah. you, that's where he's supposed exactly. to be. Exactly, and then I love the fact, too, that these characters now, like Ant-Man, you know, is is here, and, and he's funny, Paul Rudd is just great. Oh, he shows up and he just says the silliest thing, Captain America, I'm a big fan, you know, I know. that kind of stuff. I know, he's doing all the stuff, and, and you know, too... Everybody goes, yeah, like Ant Man's gonna, and and he just kind of kicks butt, you <laughs> yeah. know. So it's it's really kind of fun. But then he takes his, you know, come up and says, well, bottom line is this is really well worth seeing. I'm giving it uh, three and a half stars. I really like this. Oh, stay through the credits, and I mean through the credits. There right. are two. Two scenes. Don't leave. And they're both significant. Yep. You know, sometimes I I wish there was a little more, you know, and this almost sounds like, but, you know, a little more with the characters back and forth. I love their dialogue. I love knowing more about the characters, even a little of their angst and so on, and and buddy-buddy friendship and so on. It might be just a hair heavy on the action for me, but, wow, that's a small complaint. Well, as as Stacia said, why don't these boys choose their words? <laughs> choose your words. Instead of going out and fighting each other and beating each other up, which that one scene at the airport feels like yeah. a pro wrestling yeah. fight. They're pulling their punches. They're really not trying to hurt each other. But later on, they do. They really want to hurt each other. And that, that hurt my heart a little bit. I felt bad. They were like, oh, you guys are brothers. What are you doing? Yeah. But, yeah, so there's everything in this movie. And the two hours and 26 minutes does not feel... No, no, it does. I was stunned when, you know, because you know, I get up pretty early in the next morning, and when Ian and I walked out to my truck, and I looked down and I went, it's 10.30. Yeah. I went, how did that happen? Right, and yeah. so that's the beauty of that. It is the longest of the Avengers movies, but it certainly doesn't feel like it. Absolutely. It's Captain America Civil War. And you gave it... I gave it a three and a half. You gave it a what? An A minus. An A minus. Yes. A minus. All right. That does it for the movie show matinee. Have a great uh, Mother's Day weekend, and we'll be back next Friday, 10 to noon, the traditional movie show here at KSL.